Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hello and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason. You know, we get together here on this very podcast about two times per week and discuss interesting ideas, insights, information, things that you can use. And today is an absolute barn burner of a show. Today, we've got Claire Hunkler. Claire and her husband founded a company called MagnaShade. MagnaShade in 2008 was an idea and man, has it grown. They're doing very, very well now and you're going to love this story. Claire Hunkler, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Give me the story. Your husband was a corporate guy, had a normal job. You kind of had a little side business, but it wasn't anything you had to have uh, to live off of. But things hit the fan, as they say, in 2008. Walk yes. me through this. Well, I was um, just making draperies. I was making draperies for sewing, making what I call fun money. You know, there was no pressure. I made what I made. It was fun. I was creative. It was just an outlet for me. Um, Roger was was um, really the breadwinner. He was a, a commission salesman. He sold million dollar buses um, and the RV market. And he had been in the RV market for some time. So then, of course, like you said, in 2008, things changed a little bit. Particularly in, in RVs yes. because it's a, it's a luxury item. And mm -hmm. I remember here mm -hmm. in northern Indiana where I'm from, uh, you know, Elkhart uh, was toured by Obama back then because the whole economy of northern Indiana just tanked because campers, RVs, all those things that are mm -hmm. uh, quite an industry, but also a luxury item, sales just absolutely plummeted. So there you are. Roger's mm -hmm. not selling any units. Right. So what a great time to start a business, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what we did. Okay. So. <laughs> You're, he says, I'm, I'm not selling any units. And you say, we got bills to pay. Mm -hmm. And then how did mm -hmm. how to go from there? So, you know, it's, when it comes to sink or swim, we're just not going to sink. We just didn't have a choice. So when your back's up against the wall and you have a couple of mortgages that you've got to make, a couple of kids in college, um, you sink or swim, you're going to swim. So that's what we did. He had this idea. Um, I was, I, like I said, I was making draperies, kind of making fun money. Actually, I was working on a pretty big job for Notre Dame at the time, um, doing a big theater job with my sister. And we had about a thousand yards of fabrics we were sewing up and Roger had this idea and he really wanted my attention to um, you know, take a look at this idea and see if I can help him with it. Okay, so the thing, the backstory here is you, and you just mentioned your sister, and that's how you and I know each other, is because of your sister. Mm -hmm. uh, you're from a large family. You're one of 14 children. Mm -hmm. You knew how to sew because growing up the way you did, you sewed. It was a necessity. Yeah, you, you made clothing. You <laughs> yes. know how to make clothing. So you're mm -hmm. doing this job where you're doing drapes and various other projects that involve mm -hmm. fabric and sewing, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not really a business that you can probably just like, you know, set up the family for. Roger comes to you. He says... Uh, I got this idea. Tell me about the idea. So the idea um, was to to um, make a, a sunshade that you didn't have to get on a ladder to install. So he he um, for recreational for vehicles. recreational vehicles. Yes, okay. because in the business that he was in selling RVs, a lot of times. It would depend on whether he would make a sale would depend on whether I could change the interior of it. Or sometimes people wanted snap shades and I made them snap shades. But then he had, had an idea and he um, did some research on a super magnet. And with this idea, 
he needed my help. Because the thing is, RV buyers are not 25-year-old healthy men and women, typically. RV buyers are older people. Correct. And so the 68-year-old person that says, my uh, my life, my retirement is, uh, my spouse and I are going to travel around, but we don't want to get on an eight-foot ladder every right. stop to put right. up the sunshades. Right. Exactly. All right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and they're generally trying to go to places that are sunny. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. he says, I want to put shades on that don't require a ladder. Then he mm-hmm. says... He says, Claire, I need your help. What did you need to do? So what I needed to do is I needed to make the first one for him. He um, he had bought some magnets off the internet. He had he had um, gotten some shade fabric because I had a supply. I had my suppliers that I bought fabric from, and yes, I could get shade fabric. So we got the fabric. We came up with the idea. He's the inventive one. He comes up with the ideas. I'm the one that that figures out how to make it work. Okay, so, so Roger's the innovative, he's the idea guy, mm-hmm. and you're the systems, the process, the, I'm the production. You're the pr- mm-hmm. production and process, yes, presumably, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me give me some more of that. So you said, all right, I can make these. Okay, I, yes, okay, I can make these. Um, so we, we knew that they had to have magnets in the shade, and they had to have a coordinating magnet that goes on the inside of the windshield. And when those two magnets attract to each other, that's what holds the magnet shade on the RV. Okay. So we made the first one for a friend. I mean, here, here we were, we, we didn't even have an RV of our own. <laughs> we, we were simply borrowed one of the million dollar buses every time we needed to take a trip because he needed to drive them because he needed to know them. Yes. Well, suddenly he's not, he doesn't have that access to, to those anymore. And, um, so we had to find a friend with an old 1993 something or another. I can't remember, but we made a, a shade for that. RV, um, and we realized, wow, this is going to work. So before I would hand over that shade, I said, you've got to write for that patent pending because it's not going out the door without it. Okay. So you immediately said, this is such a cool idea. We think we actually need to protect this. And and you did. So you went about the legal work. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about incurring expense at a time when- We had no money. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody listening to this show can relate Mm -hmm. to that because anybody that's piloted their own ship has been there. So you Mm -hmm. had to, you had to almost, did you borrow money? We, um, no, not really. We really couldn't borrow a whole lot of money. What we did initially was we, um, for about 150 bucks, you can get a patent pending. You know, you could, you just have to protect yourself, get that intellectual property protected, gives you a year to go out there and make some sales, which is what we had to do All right, so that we could pay for the rest of the process. And then, yes, you began Mm -hmm. to protect yourself from a legal standpoint. And now Mm -hmm. also... Every RV manufacturer has a different size window. Sure. So mm-hmm. now you're not able to just do one size fits mm-hmm. all. No, every pattern had to be made. So the, the very beginning of our our business was, it's really kind of amazing. Roger, we put this first um, shade on the first motorhome. He took it to the place where he worked and they had a little campground right next to the RV um, facility. Um, he parked right next to a fellow who bought, just had bought a brand new Discovery, 2008 Discovery. And Roger, being the salesman that he was, said, hey, the nice, it's a great RV. He had just purchased it from their location. He said, let me show you this shade system that I just made for, for the RV. And the guy says, no thanks. There's no way I'm putting holes in my brand new coach. Roger said, great, then you're going to love this. Follow me. Turn around, started walking, and the guy followed. 
Okay, so the the first sale, the first sale was based on this man that had just bought a very expensive RV, didn't want to start drilling holes, exactly. and, and he'd rather have the sunshine mm-hmm. in. Your mm-hmm. system requires no mm-hmm. holes, so it alleviates that. What are other things that the the ladder and the holes? Is there anything else that the Magna Shade does that you guys said this is why we need it? Well, it it does what everybody needs it to do, and that is it blocks the ninety percent of the UV and the heat that it would otherwise come in. And and when you think about it, it's like you're like in a fishbowl with just the heat coming in the front end of that motor coach. Right. And so you're protected from the heat. It makes your your whole experience in RVing just so much more pleasant. You don't have to try and put aluminum foil up in the windows and block the view. I mean, you're out there RVing for the for the experience. You yeah. want to see the beautiful places that you've parked at. Yep. So you, this is one of those that then uh, you, you, you fixed a lot of people's problems mm-hmm. by doing this. But now you've got to come up with a pattern for every different RV. Sure, sure. So you started with what? The first 10 most popular or the ones that you just had sold to? Well, that first guy that I told you about, he was a blessing because he had just sold his business and he had just purchased this to start you know, traveling. And he knew knew of this place called Quartzsite, Arizona. And we had no idea where Quartzsite, Arizona was, but evidently that's a, it becomes this humongous place where, where a lot of people gather in the winter. Yeah. And, um, and of course I'm familiar because I winter in Arizona and it's a few hours West of uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix and it's, uh, it's out in the desert and boy, do they, it swells do, in the winter do they come? Yes, mm-hmm. they do. It and did. so he said, you should just go out and show this there. He said, I'm going to take this for you. I'm going to follow you back over to where you live. You're going to make everything, put it on my motor home and I'm going to take this out and sell it for you. So we came up with an arrangement. So he became your first salesperson and sales he kind of was a, obviously an accomplished business person himself. He, he was. But he wanted something to do, sort of. He wanted something to do, and he believed in the product. Once he saw it, he said, "Wow, this is incredible! This is you, you. This is going to be go over like." Crazy. So that's great. So mm-hmm. you've got your first salesman, mm-hmm. and he goes out to Quartzsite, and did he sell? And he sold. I mean, I was still working on that thousand yards of fabric. You understand, and. Um, when he started sending box after box after box of patterns that he made, he and Marianne made those patterns um, of every RV, labeled them, said what they were. Um, he would send those back with checks. And I mean, I'd open up a box and there's $5,000. I'd open up another box and there's $10,000 in orders in there. And I'm thinking, there's no way. I can like make one a day. This is not, this is, I told Roger, I said, you're going to have to stop selling. Uh-huh. And he says, you never tell sales to stop selling. Your production, you fix it. Okay, so that's exactly <laughs> right. And everybody that's a successful business person either has a salesperson within them or a salesperson that works for them because mm-hmm. you've got to get out and make the, nothing happens until something is sold. Mm-hmm. So okay. what'd you do about ramping up production? Well, um, my daughter, Michelle, came and she worked with me and we um, we burned a lot of midnight oil. And someone said one time, you know, you burn the candle at both ends when you start a business, but then you wouldn't want to die with candles left over. So, you know, burn the candle at both ends is what we did. Yeah. So you're 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 hustling. And then Roger's kind of uh, the idea. The idea is there. So what's Roger doing? What's the Roger, the idea guy doing now? He's still on marketing mode. He's, He's still he's still working. He's still driving to this location. His location in Moxville was sold where we lived. So he had to now drive 120 
20 miles to go sell nothing and make no money. Mm -hmm. So he did that for a while until it just didn't make sense anymore. And he said, Roger, this is never going to go until we're both all in. Okay, so that was important when he decided, okay, my Mm -hmm. real job is time to kick. It's time to kick that. And, you know, the old thing about side hustle, everybody Mm -hmm. talks about having a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So now Magna Shade is no longer a side hustle. Now it's both of you. You're both all in. And he's on the promotion and selling side. Yes, he's in sales and I am in the production end. So, so you and your daughter are cranking out shades as fast as you can humanly do it. And then, mm-hmm. then you said, we've got to ramp up production even more. Yeah. Yes. Well, we had to. We were four, six, eight weeks behind. So we moved out of a, a tiny little garage behind a, a house that we owned, um, about 1,200 square feet, um, into a facility that was like five, 6,000 square feet. And I didn't know what I was going to do at that place because I had no employees except mm-hmm. my daughter. Um, you know, I, but you have to have that space if you know you're going to grow the business. So, of course, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, different things about your personality. And obviously you're you're good at you're a cranker. You're a worker. You know, you you, you grew up in a big family of of, from modest means. So you don't have any problem with the work. But what about managing the were you afraid? It Well, I know my I know my own weaknesses Mm. and I've and I've over the being married to Roger, Roger's third generation salesman. So we've always read positive motivational books. And so there was, there's things that we knew and we knew about ourselves. We knew what our strengths are. We knew what our weaknesses are. And and a very wise person told me one time, never work on your weakness. It it is a waste of time. You work on your strength and you hire your weakness. And that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my weakness is the office. I I was afraid of the phone. I didn't want to call anybody. I I, I don't know why I I thought they might reach back and bite me through the telephone line. I don't yeah. know. But that was the fear that I had to get over. Um, you know, the thing about our comfort zone is you have to stretch it. You have to push it to expand it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way you grow. And so that's what we had to do. Okay. Now, you just touched on something because you said you work on your weakness. You do, you hire your you work on your strength. You hire your weakness. Now, I've said that people that are workers that are good, they become really good and they stay in their comfort zone. And the only thing is sometimes some businesses let their weaknesses become their downfall mm-hmm. but you didn't Mm-mm. you you said i don't want to be then there on the phone or i don't want to mm-hmm. be managing the office mm-hmm. but do you keep up with that you still have to oh it's your yeah baby. yes i do i know everything that's going on I, although i don't answer emails anymore myself personally i don't have to do that i have a staff of three in my office now but i do go back and read those emails and read what they're saying to our, my customers so i know what's going on you have to know what's going let's on let's talk about magna shade today okay so that was 11 years ago you went through your year mm-hmm. you know and it's a neat story that every person self-employed entrepreneur solopreneur or if they have 100 employees can relate to this you saw a need roger saw a need old people don't want to get up on step ladders it's inconvenient to put on uh, mm-hmm. sunshades on on rvs oh you know the other thing uh we don't want to drill holes in our now five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars six hundred thousand dollar rv so you see the need you fix it by serving others now you're in full production mode you're mm-hmm. four to six weeks out you've got the square footage then that's what the two three year window what was the challenge then um the challenge is, um, is we had to learn how to buy all of our the products and the things that we need to make our pro- products 
um, direct. Yeah. So we had to. We did a better job of getting raw materials. Getting raw materials. Yes. We also did a better job of hiring. Um, That was a learning process. I'd never hired anybody before. I mean, so was the limit of the self-employed. Like me, I'm a terrible employer Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I've not done a lot Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, I the curse of the self-employed is you get so good at doing stuff on Mm -hmm. your own, you just get good at doing stuff on your own. And now you're an employer. What Mm -hmm. what are you grown to now? I'm employees. We have um, somewhere around twenty full-time and part-time. um, people on the books right now. Time. So you became a better acquirer of raw materials. You had to learn about hiring people. You probably had to learn about firing people mm-hmm. too. Yep. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and had to do that a few times. Okay. Yes. It was mm-hmm. stressful. It, it was it, it, because when you're a husband wife team, it can be stressful for, you know, between us. Um, because, well, there's, there's just sometimes you, you know, I don't want to fire a seamstress because she relieves me. Roger wouldn't want to fire a, a, office staff because that relieves him because he was doing a lot of the the office work as well so but at the, at the end of the day you have to do what's best for your business whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable it doesn't matter you have the business has to come first that's, that's right it does and so yeah mm-hmm. it's probably got stressful and i'm sure mm-hmm. you pissed some people off mm-hmm. all right so uh you're 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 growing and you're doing that did you ever get away from anything did you do something besides shades because you do talk about strengths and weaknesses some folks then say well hell we're good at shades you know what you should also do let's also do <laughs> canopies well, or whatever we have customers that are um, that have come back to us two and three and four times. I mean, it's amazing to me that a person could own three or four different motorhomes in the course of eleven years. But there are a lot of people who do that. <laughs> I, they do. Yeah. But um, they would they would come and say, "Hey, Roger," because they know that he's inventive. When are you going to come up with a tire shade? You know, we need a tire shade. We these other ones are ugly. They're a pain to put on. When mm-hmm. are you going to come up? So we probably had three tire shades that we came, that he came up with um, before the one that we have right now, mm-hmm. which is so popular. We can't hardly make it fast enough. We have a patent pending on that, of course. Um, it is it is our easy fold tire shade. It is I never, never had any idea this thing would be as. As big as it's grown. Okay, so you're making tire shades, you're making mm-hmm. window shades, and mm-hmm. anything else? We come up with another thing. It's a little a little product that goes on the inside of the windows. It's called a nano shade. Um, my, it's, it goes up with suction cup tape. And it's it is absolutely amazing how this this I call it like a sunspot remover. You just slap that words or there's a problem uh-huh. with the sun coming in, and that just it makes it's just incredible. Okay, so sales mm-hmm. kept growing from the very mm-hmm. v- very beginning. Was there ever a time when you had a downturn in eleven uh, years? Did you have a year that was worse than the year prior? Never. Okay, mm-hmm. and, never. and you're still growing. We're still growing. We're at this point this year. We're up. 26% over last year. Fantastic. Yeah. What have you learned then that you did wrong? Because everybody can admit, boy, if I, you know, the old thing, if I had to do over mm-hmm. again, I always say, these, oh, if I had to do over again, I wouldn't change a thing. And I'm like, are you an idiot? If mm-hmm. I had to do it over again, I'd go back mm-hmm. and correct my mistakes. Mm-hmm. What mistakes did you make? If I had it to do over again, I would have hired um, seamstresses earlier than I did. I would have relieved myself from working in my business. Yeah, it's the old, because it's the old thing about you working on the business mm-hmm. versus in the business. Yes. You know how to sew. Yes. Right. But at some point you can't mm-hmm. build the business by being on the end of the right. sewing machine. Because if you're so busy working in your business with the day-to-day tasks, when are you ever going to think have time to to sit back and think about 
um, what what are the next moves that we need to make? Where do we need to be next year? Um, it, it takes time to do that. Yeah, uh, I've mm-hmm. said this before that uh, in a book that I read once uh, about the founder of Kinko's, which is now part of FedEx, he made sure that once a quarter he took a week and just went somewhere. He'd go and see some of his stores, but he'd also mm-hmm. just go to other stores. Just go to just because mm-hmm. he thought I'm the creative person, and the way I built this and came up with all this was not by being in here as a tactician every day, but by mm-hmm. being out there. So probably same for you. Okay, so the mistake you made was you didn't get somebody on uh, right away. What'd you do right? What'd you do? What'd you? Where'd you not make a mistake? Where'd you do it right? Um, service, absolutely service. We our our reputation is is impeccable second to none um roger coming from the his experience myself coming from having sewn and working with people um i know that you have to stand behind your product um so you can we pretty much when in the very beginning when people didn't know about us i'm and there was a fairly expensive product because magnets are expensive and they would they're just not sure about spending that much money right off the bat and it's like you know i get that i understand go to the irv2.com and and you read about read about us see what ask ask our customers what they think about our products don't ask us i i think that's fantastic talk to me about your uh okay you've been creative and a lot of things i always ask entrepreneurs and and, and business owners and business creators like you okay have you ever had a formal business plan? Because I never have. And yes. I, I, you do yes. have a formal yes. business plan. Yeah. Okay. And that's written by Roger. Of course. So he's mm-hmm. he's the idea, but he's also mm-hmm. apparently, okay, uh, if I gave you four more hours per week, it's a great question for entrepreneurial types. If I gave you four more hours per week, I could just pull them out of the sky and just boom, give you four more hours. How do you spend those hours? Wow. Um, four more hours. I was spend those hours um right now my need right now is marketing that's Mm. that is our weak point right now we we just last year started with a really bigger campaign of advertising in motorhome magazine every week had we started that five years ago Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i don't even know yeah the (laughs) old thing you do have to you do have to have a promotional side Mm -hmm. i always say there's five p's in the business personality there's the production and product person there's the process person the people person the promotion person and the profit person within Mm -hmm. our brains how much of that we have you already said he's the promotion person you're the production and process person but you both have to have the promote and the mm-hmm. profit, the profit part's pretty important. Yes, yes, Be- because, definitely. Because you're, you're working and you're trying definitely. to do, make a money. I'm really good at working and getting things done. Roger can tell you exactly how much we're making on it. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> so team. He's the numbers guy. That's a good um, team. And as a matter of fact, right now, just sitting here, uh, spending time with you, we're actually on our way to a function now where we'll be promoting our product. That's good. Speaking of promoting, so that folks out there that are listening, because they, they love your success story, they like you know being very frank and honest about where you've made mistakes, mm-hmm. what you did right, what you did wrong. If they want to find Magna Shade. It's M-A-G-N-E, like magnet magnashade.com right that's correct and where else are you on social media do you have yeah we're on um um facebook and uh, instagram my sons and i and i have we have family involved in this so i have two sons that work for us and a daughter that works for us so that's very helpful as well so they they take care of the social media part well that's mm-hmm. fantastic so you can find claire hunkler her roger her, friend, her husband roger and business partner and their family at magnashade.com where you can check them out on social media well last piece of advice thought idea anybody in business can learn from claire 
anything that you say, one thing I've learned? One, th- one thing I've learned is that for myself personally, um, if there's something that you want, you just have to get out of your comfort zone and go after it. You know, every it's, it's nice to be warm and fuzzy and cozy and, and comfortable, but building a business is, there's not a lot of that really. Um, there are a few moments of that, but it's a lot of hard work. So hard work and, and, you know, working together, having a team surrounding yourself with people who, um, are cheerleaders, you know, you, that's important. Um, having good, strong advisors, that's important. You mean as like well. your lawyer or your CPA or your banker or your who, business yes, consultant? Yes, yeah. or other business people that you know that are successful. Look mm-hmm. at that. I said one thing you've learned, and you just gave us about six. <laughs> Stretch your comfort zone. Uh, you've got to do mm-hmm. the work and then surround yourself with the right professional uh, support staff, mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Claire Hunkler with Magna Shade. She's a, an entrepreneur. She's a smart lady. She started with a sewing machine and her husband's idea. So check them out. Until next time, thank Thanks, Claire. Thank you. All right. It's the Do Business Better podcast. Thanks for being here.